won't you be my neighbor, was a common question that one pastor often asked in his circle of influence. Join us for Cell Life Church Live as we discuss the biblical concept of neighbors. The verse of the day is Psalm 119.11, which says, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you, O Lord. Welcome to Cell Life Church Live. Thank you for joining us as we share an inspirational message that is relevant to life today. Hello. Hello. Thank you for joining us for Cell Life Church Live. We are glad that you took the time out of your day to join us. Yes. If you haven't liked our YouTube channel or Facebook page, we invite you to do so. Just click the subscribe link or the like link. That would be great. <laughs> and pass us along to others. Uh, did you know that we have a team heading to teach at a pastor school for Cell Life Church Kenya next month? You should. We've been talking about it every week. But, <laughs> it's quite um, exciting. It is quite exciting. We've been very excited about it. Well, we've been working to collect eyeglasses and raise money for the treatment of malaria and jiggers, all sorts of things. Mm -hmm. uh, our team is anticipating feeding widows and orphans, as well as conducting a children's program for village orphans and children. That's the one that's going to stretch us. Uh, <laughs> we still have $3,000 yet to raise in three weeks to meet our budget. Would you consider giving? You can give securely online at www.celllifechurch.org or you can send a check using the information at that same website. Absolutely. It's quite easy. Yeah, it really it is. It really is. So when you hear the term neighbor, most people think of people who live around them. Well, yeah. They picture the house on their left or their right or the people in the apartments, top, bottom, just surrounding them. After all, we each have a neighborhood. Yeah. Each neighborhood has their own characteristics based on the occupants or types of living conditions. Mm -hmm. Some neighborhoods are considered very populated with several apartment buildings, while other neighborhoods are more spread out with a few houses on lots of land. Yeah. Today, we want to discuss the biblical definition and importance of neighbors. Mm. The Bible is full of verses talking about neighbors in many different aspects. Mm -hmm. Although you live in a neighborhood, there are more people within that, a that area that are considered your neighbors. Yeah. And throughout the Bible, there are several instances of the word neighbor used. God referred to the communities next to the Israelites as their neighbors. He also referred to neighbors as the people who live close by. At times, God referred to neighbor as a trusted individual or friend. In this case, Neighbor is used as a term of endearment. Mm. Reverend Fred Rogers, uh, who had a far-reaching children's ministry to millions of children across America for three decades, invited children to be his neighbor by believing in them and accepting them for who they are. Each day, he would welcome these children by asking them to be his neighbor. Mr. Rogers understood John 13, verses 34 through 35, when Jesus said this, a new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you love one another. Amen. Yeah. Being a neighbor is more about accepting people for who they are, rather than it is about living in close proximity mm -hmm. to them. Being a neighbor is showing the love of Jesus to other people, no matter who they are 
what is in their background, their culture, ethnicity, gender, or any other defining mm -hmm. factor. Jesus commanded us to love other people because he has chosen to love us. Right. Jesus loves us in spite of who we are or the mistakes we have made. He has told us to love others just as he has loved us. That is, with simple, pure love, having no strings attached. Right, right. <laughs> then Jesus says that if we can love other people like he has loved us, then something will happen. Mm -hmm. If we do this one thing, then people will know that we are his disciples. Mm -hmm. They will know that we are a follower of Jesus. Isn't that being a great witness? I think so. Just by loving people, we become a testimony of who Jesus is. Yeah. This is such an important concept mm -hmm. that God made it one of the greatest commandments. Yes. At the beginning of civilization, when he was giving the law to man, he made this important statement. Let's read Leviticus 19, verse 18. Do not seek revenge or bear a grudge against anyone among your people, but love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. Wow. Now, God is pretty clear that we are not to try to pay someone back for a wrong or hold a wrong against them. Instead, we are to love people. He teaches us that our reaction is very important. Mm. If God had just said love people, that would have been one thing. But God makes a statement that would only need to be said if someone had brought hurt or blame. Mm. He said that instead of relying on your flesh by holding a grudge or seeking revenge, do what doesn't come easy. React in love. Choose to love. Mm. See, God is speaking straight to the issue of how we are to react. Yeah. When the world is not fair, which is all the time, <laughs> when someone has trusted us unjustly or hurtfully, which happens all the time, <laughs> we are to react in love. Yeah. God spoke this law to Moses, and then Jesus repeats it in Matthew chapter 22, verses 34 through 40. Hearing that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, the Pharisees got together. One of them, an expert in the law, tested him with this question. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment, and the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. Amen. Oh, I love that. Mm -hmm. Love that. Yes. Our neighbors are our friends, mm -hmm. our co-workers, schoolmates, those who you have a relationship with, big or small. Mm -hmm. We need to be loving and accepting of other people. We should not judge them, mm -hmm. criticize them, mm -hmm. or discourage them. We should allow others to see Jesus in us. Yeah. To do that, we must display the fruit of the Spirit, mm -hmm. love, joy, peace, gentleness, kindness, goodness, patience, faith, and self-control. Ooh, self-control. <laughs> because when we react in love, then this will show others that we belong to Jesus, yes. that we are his disciples. Right, exactly. What a better testimony <laughs> than to go against the status quo and wow those around us by not reacting in anger or harshness, but instead allowing the Holy Spirit to guide us in love. Ah, much easier said than done. 
It is. <laughs> it is. We want to conclude with a portion of Jesus' Sermon on the Mount found in Matthew chapter 5, verses 43 through 45. You have heard the law that says, Love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say, love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. In that way, you will be acting as true children of your Father in heaven. Mm, wow. God's desire for us is to be people who choose to love no matter what the circumstances. Yeah. And we know this is not easy. <laughs> Our flesh wants to take over and react out of emotion rather than allowing the Holy Spirit to guide our reaction. Hmm. However, it is not impossible. With intentional practice and surrendering your will to the Lord, he will help you become a person who loves and reacts with love. Amen. Amen. So thank you so much for joining us yeah, today. It is our pleasure to bring you these webcasts. If you have found this helpful to you, we invite you to let us know by commenting below or on our Facebook page. Mm -hmm. Would you do us a favor and share this webcast with your friends and family? I will. <laughs> Until next time, be encouraged in Jesus' name. Bye-bye. <laughs>